Hey, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Reminders Podcast. So today I want to do something a little different. Um, You know, I've got my toes in so many different pools of the audio world. And I've been in a pretty constant state of trying to figure out how to put them all together. And I feel that this podcast can be one of the ways that I can sort of bring the many things that I do into one offering. Um, On this channel, on my YouTube channel, there is a series that I started at some point in time. I'm not sure. I think it was last year at some point. And um, I haven't really kept up with it. It was the Mindful Reviews series where I would basically be playing the role of like a, you know, YouTube reaction channel. If you've ever come across those where they're, you know, listening to a song for the first time and giving their impressions. Well, this was a slight different take. I wasn't listening to songs I hadn't heard before necessarily. Um, mostly just songs that I know and love and wanted to take a meditative, critical listen of. And um, really with the intention of just inviting the listener to get into a mindful state, into a sort of meditative state, and going on a journey. You know, for me, that's what music's all about, is to take us into the internal landscapes and have some fun there, or, you know, make contact with emotions that we otherwise are not in touch with. Um, That's what music is really about for me, and I think that's why they call it the universal language, you know? Because it doesn't really take necessarily the syntax, the uh, verbal message, the explicit message, really isn't the only resonating factor of music. Obviously, in the case of instrumental music, but even even when it comes to music with lyrics, um, a lot of times I don't really necessarily tune into what the spoken message is of the actual language, if it's English. Um, you know, I, I really just let the, the music speak to me, and that's in some ways what I sort of intend my music to be. Um, I've noticed that I, I really do kind of create music for an audience that's very similar to myself as a consumer and enjoyer of music. I enjoy long-form conceptual albums. Um, Not necessarily concept albums in the sense of a rock opera where you're, you know, telling a story throughout a whole album, but just in the sense that there's a continuity between the music, that there's a a conceptual, thematic nature to the the long-form of an album or an EP. You know, I've been working with EPs a lot the last couple years, Really, in an, an, an attempt to bridge the gap between recognizing that I am not, you know, the average music listener, and I would like to have, you know, an appeal to not just a very niche uh, group of old school people like myself that enjoy, you know, putting on headphones and kicking back to a classic album, on vinyl or not, you know. Um, so the EP being like four songs or roughly between 20 and 30 minutes, a short album, that's been a little bit more of a, uh, middle ground between doing full scale albums and doing singles. Um, 
Anyway, so I thought that I could bring that into the podcast. So today I'm going to put on one of my recent releases. Uh, I'm going to share with you today the track Good Morning slash What's for Breakfast. Um, Don't ask me why I decided to give it to names. It's kind of something I've done with a lot of different tracks for some reason. But this one, I guess I could explain a little bit. Uh, there's the obvious song that's like four minutes or so. And then there's like a two or minute and a half, something like that, sort of uh, outro that feels very different. It feels almost like a, a little tag to the song rather than a part of the song itself. I mean, it is. It's both. But anyway, so that, that second title is kind of the, the title of the little outro. Second half of the song. Um So let me give a little bit of background of this track. So I just released this last month, and it is an updated version of the first single that I ever released three years ago, believe it or not. It was October 2019, and it was the EP version of Good Morning. Why did I release two versions? Well, that first one um, was purely acoustic. Uh, This one includes drum set and bass guitar from my good friend Curtis, um, as well as some bowed bass from my friend June. Um, Actually, my bandmate Ryan, I'm I'm kind of getting, I'm, I'm thinking about the most recent track that I released, Smiling Prayer, but this one had a little bit of a different arrangement. It had all of those people I mentioned. Um, but also my bandmate, Ryan, who I play on stage with. So again, kind of uh, trying to release things in phases rather than waiting until the full magnus opus, magnum opus, is that the term for the, you know, your grand uh, offering here, which is, in this case, my first full-length album, Solati. So I released that in two parts, the Sola EP in 2020 and the Lati EP last year in 21. And each sort of represented a different side that the Solati collection uh, is offering, which is more extroverted uh, acoustic guitar based songs and then more introverted, um, more meditative, primarily ukulele based songs. And the concept of the Solati album has always been, since the beginning of its inception, which goes back to like 2017, I believe, which, yes, is crazy to me that I've been taking so long to get this out. But, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to rush art. Um, so the, the concept behind the full album is basically for it to be uh, a sun, sunrise to sunset type of journey. So it's a very bright, sunny album as you can see from the cover art. And so this is the first track of that album, of the album version. So like I said, it has extra instruments on it, uh, extra mix and production elements. So let's let's dive into that and and take a nice mindful listen to this tune. Um, Got my singing bowl here. Just take a moment to come back to the breath. If you're not driving or not in the middle of doing 
something active, feel free to close your eyes. Even if you are doing something active, is the difference, if there is any, between mindfulness and formal meditation. We can be aware of the awareness behind our identities, even while walking, doing something active, doing chores, driving, engaging in our favorite art play or work. We can retain that awareness of what's happening rather than being so fully identified with it as we usually are. And one of the easiest ways to do this is to simply become aware of the natural process of breathing in and out. Not to force any particular flow, simply to be aware, just to notice. And then to notice our thoughts. Again, not to control, not to stop them, simply to shine the light of awareness on what's happening in our mind and body and spirit. So with those thoughts in mind, so to speak, let's melt into the moment. Take a listen to this track.
to the next track on the album which I also just released the updated version of which is Smiling Prayer wherever you be and so the conceptual aspect of those two songs like I said this being like a sunrise to sunset sort of album that would be good morning right the sun just just did I say sunrise? Yes, sun just rose. And uh, that's that's the wake-up process. And so why did I call it good morning with a U? As in like grief, right? That is a little bit of a um, cheeky sort of thing that I did. Um, kind of pointing towards the idea of letting go of yesterday whether good or bad, right? The past is past. So this idea of good morning, um, fresh start, positive morning, 
meaning positive letting go of what was to be fully available for what is. And so, you know, the lyrics of this is really just kind of like an anti-anxiety sort of message. Um, You know, we don't have to worry anymore. We don't have to believe all the thoughts, that sort of thing. And the chorus and the bridge are a little bit more psychedelic. Uh, The first chorus being, um, here I am singing to the day, dancing among, among the dead, waiting to awaken from the days of life solutions, something like that. Um, yeah, that's, that's a much more psychedelic, uh, spiritual-ish message of the idea that all of life is sort of a dream that we are going to at some point awaken from and sort of uh, orienting myself into the very real reality that this body, this incarnation is not forever. So sort of mourning my own death now so that I can be available for what is and not uh, clouding my experience by this unnamed or uh, undigested dread of our inevitable fate of, of death. And that, that only feels morose to say in a culture that has a unhealthy relationship with death, which I would say American culture absolutely does. Um, Probably many, many um, civilized cultures right now across the world. Um, I think that there has been more healthy relating to what it means to be alive and what it means to die in more indigenous cultures. And of course, I can't speak to that in any real detail because I'm not a part of an indigenous culture. And maybe that's just intuition to say that. But from the few things that I've heard, I feel, you know, in particular that certain Native American tribes uh, had more of a reverence for, for the dream of life and had more of a direct connection to spirit in that way, um, likely through their relationship with Uh, indigenous medicine through what we call psychedelics, you know, what they would call something else, probably something with a lot less uh, cultural baggage um, and potentially negative connotation, depending on who hears that word and what context they grew up in uh, relating to that word. To me, psychedelics is a very positive thing. It's uh, not even just thinking of it in terms of medicine, but just in the terms of the word uh, itself. Um, to me, that is mind-expanding, consciousness-expanding. Uh, that's why I call my music psychedelic folk, psychedelic folk rock in uh, some, some sense. Um, you know, I feel that it's mind-expanding. I feel that it's, it's, it's not just booty boppers, you know, nothing wrong with booty boppers. I like bopping my booty every now and again. Uh, but that's not the music that I really make. Um, I don't make dance music just as something to be entertaining, you know, I use music as a platform for uh, expressing and exploring my own psyche and emotions and all the other uh, unnamed flows that exist within the human existence, right? Um, so yeah, that's some some background around around that song and why it's named that way. 
Um, I'm going to show you a few different elements to this song that I think are kind of unique and could be fun for you to take a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. Um, let's take a look first at near the beginning. So you hear my buddy Ryan, my bandmate, on the auxiliary percussion. So if you if you haven't seen us on stage, Ryan is a drummer who plays the legendary hand drums that he has customized and built himself. He's building up this company called Legendary Hand Drums, and um, his hi-hat apparatus is completely uh, his own design. The snare sounds that he has are, are little, um, basically miniature cajones without the bass part so it's 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 a little snare box and he has two of those hanging on either side of his djembe and then he's got you know classic bongos and stuff obviously he didn't make the bongos but he's got a bunch of bells and whistles and chimes so there's this spot in the beginning where the chimes come in i want to show you that real quick let's take a listen again Okay, so as you could hear there, the last few sounds we heard from the percussion that are like, uh, those are, now I can't even remember what they're called, castanets? Um, little little uh, wooden sticks that make cool sounds. Um, but, but what I wanted to show you was that chime sound, and then I reversed it, and I think it has a really cool, mystical, sort of um, crystalline feel to it. Um, so I thought that was a cool element that I threw in there, reversing Ryan's wind chimes. And then in the chorus, if you listen really closely in the background, you'll hear this sort of higher register vocal. What that is, is my lead vocal pitched up a whole octave, maybe two, I can't remember, and just drowning in reverb and really tucked in the back. There might be some other effects on it too. But um, this was an idea that I, I got from someone. Um, and yeah, I mean, let me know what you think. I feel like it gives it a sort of airy something. I don't know. Let's, let's take a listen again. I have to say, after uh, just explaining that to you, I didn't hear it clearly as well. <laughs> but I, I heard it in that in that initial uh, listen through. Um, yeah, it's it's just a. Re I mean, you really probably would need to listen to it through um, a stereo situation, whether that be headphones, AirPods, whatever you got, or an actual stereo speaker set. Um, but yeah, it's it's just this really uh, high part that's happening really far back and just gives it some extra depth and some extra psychedelic element to it, that, which I just love. I love there being this little ear candy in these mixes where you don't really necessarily know where that's coming from, but it's you might not even notice it. I mean, that's why they call it... No, that's not why they call it ear candy. They call it ear candy because it's sweet to the ears. But um, that's what... That is what ear candy is, just little tiny elements that you probably won't notice 
for the first couple times listening through something unless you're really intently, very critically listening again through uh, headphones or in, a, in an environment that is really a high fidelity environment. Um, there's one other spot I want to show you near the end where it turns into the what's for breakfast outro. So that first, I guess it's about five minutes is the actual good morning song. Um, like I said, that's just sort of the sunrise energy, letting go of yesterday. And then the what's for breakfast, uh, coda, if you will, for the, for the musician nerds out there, um, is a, the, the concept behind that is what I was imagining when I was producing this was for that section to be, okay, so you got out of bed and you're making breakfast. So if you, if you hear, it's it's not too buried in the mix, but there is a sample of a, a audio sample of someone making breakfast. There's sizzling, I don't know, bacon and eggs or something, and you'll even hear the spatula go, that, that didn't sound too loud, did it? Um, little ka ka um, which the drums echo right after that happens. Um, but the thing that I wanted to show you is those weird sounds that happen, you may or may not have noticed. I put that in there as the idea that this part of the song and the rest of the album, really, uh, I kind of am conceptualizing it being you're making breakfast and you just turned on the radio. I know, kind of archaic technology, right? But um, so that, that radio dial is happening and it, and it finally dials in and that's where you know, it breaks into the vocal and the drums and bass come back in. And you may have noticed the drums and bass, they could have sounded really nice and clean and forefront like they did in the chorus when they came in, but they don't. The drums sound really kind of glitched out and the bass is, is pretty small feeling. And they also, if you're listening in a stereo environment, they're panning from left and right, sort of circling around, almost as if, you know, you're making breakfast in the kitchen and you're walking around, you know, whatever. The radio's staying there. So the, the drums and bass in particular are sort of representing this like radio vibe that there's there's something on the radio and you're cooking breakfast and you're whatever. Whatever the lyrics are about, I can't even remember at this point. Um, but let's take a listen to that real quick. that little ka, 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 with the snare echoes after the spatula. Anyway, those are just a few little uh, spots that I thought you might find interesting. Um, you know, little, little Easter eggs. Um, but yeah, so the next episode, I actually already recorded this a couple days ago. I'm going to have my friend Andrew on who just put out a new album and we're doing a similar thing. We're going to listen to one of his tracks and I give my impressions afterwards. Um and we're, I'm going to share the second track of this um, album, which the two of the songs are now available on all the streaming platforms as a little tiny EP with the two tracks called Morning Mantra, Solati Singles. 
Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I want to share as far as that song goes. Um, you know, I, I must admit, I felt a little, uh, disappointed in myself for not getting this full album ready and released this summer. Cause it's, it's very much a summer and spring, you know, high vibing, high, bright, um, sunny album. So I don't really want to release it in the dead of winter or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I figured I would at least release these two singles and start to share the story of the album now. And, you know, even even as the weather may be getting colder and stuff like that, um, I feel like having a little sonic sunshine uh, in our morning playlist is never a bad thing. So those two songs are out there now if you want to check them out. But with that said, I, I am working on what I consider to be uh, my next fall release. I don't know that I'm going to complete it by the end of this fall. Uh, last year, I did release the Fate Weaving EP, which is very much an, an autumn sort of vibe. So if you're like me and enjoy listening to seasonal sounds, then uh, the Fate Weaving EP is the Chantieris release that you want to check out if you're looking for a, a fall vibe. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about the new songs that I'm cooking up for this next one. I think I'm going to call it, what was I thinking? Calm Arise EP, or maybe Arrive Arise EP. And it is actually two of the tracks from Fate Weaving, uh, recycled for this release. But then it's an intro called Palm, which we started a bunch of our sets uh, the last couple years, actually, the last couple summers. Uh, Palm, it's kind of a improv sort of deal. Uh, so we have Palm, the Palm Song, and the Palm Psalm. Yeah, I'm super annoying, and uh, that's just that's just what I do. Um, they're they're vaguely connected. They're kind of brother sister songs, and um, yeah, I won't I won't verbalize too much, but I'm I'm very excited about them. It's gonna be it's gonna be some some next level production for me. So I'm stoked. Anyway. Uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in and let me know what you think about this style of an episode. If you're into the, the music episodes, maybe a little bit of a deeper dive into, um, my mixes and otherwise, you know, I, I'm probably going to stray away from covering any super commercial music on the podcast itself, because eventually I do want to put the podcast on Spotify and all that good stuff. Um, and I'd run into copyright claims at that point. But if you're a musician and you want to do one of these episodes with your music, I'm absolutely open to that. Um, but yeah, and I, I think I think in the future I might mix this sort of idea with guests as well. Maybe not doing a full dive of you know giving my uh, you know peek behind the curtain of the mixes and stuff like that. Not getting too deep into that. But just to take a break or to open an episode with with a full song and actually listening to it and getting into the mindful state before having a conversation and kind of having that be the kickoff point, I think could be pretty cool. So let me know what you think about that. If you enjoy this episode and this podcast, please give a like. I hate to ask, but it really does help the algorithm and um, gets gets the word out to, to more people, more visibility. So got to play the game of the internet stuff. So. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and if you've made it this far, uh, we're probably really good friends, so love you, homie. Peace out. <laughs>